Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Aaron Geary. The privilege of welcoming one of my favorite people in this world. Through this past year, I've got to know uh, in a deeper way our children's pastor here, Aaron Gearing. Let's welcome him up. I just, I want to take a second and encourage this guy. If you have not met Aaron, Aaron is passionate. He's funny. And I, I can't tell you, like, it's not, like, over funny. He, he is incredibly funny. But he has, this, he has this side of him that is very deep and very prophetic. He's very wise. And uh, I love it because he doesn't have to prove that he is. It just flows out from him naturally. That's guided by the Spirit. Hey, I love you. Hey, I, can I pray for you real fast? Hey, let's, let's stretch our hands out to Aaron. And we're going to cover him as a house, as a unit. Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word runs swiftly in this house. I just ask that we would receive the goodness that you're saying today. We come as a unit and as a house, and we just ask for wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, Jesus. I ask for an increase. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Thanks, man. It's like the best compliments ever. Cool. All right, guys, so like you said, my name is Aaron. Um, I'm really excited to give the word today. This is my first time ever preaching on a Sunday morning. So like, I got to tell you guys where I'm at here. I got to tell you where I'm at. I grew up as a pastor's kid. So I grew up seeing like my dad preaching and stuff. And then like I decided, oh, I want to go in the ministry, whatever, you know. So this is one of those like long time goals of one day I'll get to do this, but not today, you know, type of thing as you clean the church or whatever. So um, anyways, I'm just really excited. So I'm probably going to do weird things I've always wanted to do. You know, when you have that moment when you're like, one day when I preach, I'm going to do that. Right. So everyone touch your neighbor and say God is good. Yeah, there we go. All right. There we good. All right. I've just always wanted to do that. Always, always. Okay, so we're going to have some fun today. Um, my message today is kind of weird. It's kind of like a sermon within a sermon, if you will. Who, raise your hand if you ever heard the term a story within a story. Yeah? So, kind of like Inception, yes. Um, good comment. So, um, there's, let me explain it to you real quick. I'll explain it more like a play because growing up, we did like Christmas plays and stuff at my church, and um, I was like a shepherd one year, wise man another year. Anyways, but um, a, it, this big trend happened where the people who made the plays ran out of ideas, so they started doing every year was a different play within a play. So it was, the play was these kids are putting on a Christmas pageant, and then something bad happens, and then they have to figure it out, and... But that is the pageant. So the pageant's about the pageant, you know? So that's kind of, for those of you who've never heard of it, that's kind of what I mean when I say sermon within a sermon. So the title of my sermon is uh, The Intentional Ecclesia. So I felt like the Lord wanted me to continue the dialogue, but I want to talk a little bit about how we interact with the Ecclesia dialogue and how we can move forward intentionally. Does that make sense? Yeah? Cool. Also, if you've noticed, today is Generation Sunday, so there's random kids in here. Raise your hand if you're under 12 years old. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah? Yeah? Got some under 12-year-olds in here. All right. So, here's the deal. If you're a kid, 
If you are a kid, you are bound by law to amen me if I say something cool, okay? The adults have a choice, you don't have a choice, okay? So if you guys hear some amen, that's why, okay? Okay, so that being said, I have a one-time only offer for all the kids in here. One time only. I'm never going to give you this offer again. Because generally speaking, you're not supposed to use the SMU cards for anything except signing up for something. But today only, I would like you to pick one up, an SMU card, and I want you to make something out of it. And I'm going to want to see it before my sermon is done, okay? Does that make sense? So you don't have to, but you know, I need at least one of you to do it or else it won't work. Okay? Awesome. So... I'm talking about the intentional ecclesia, and, I saw, and we saw um, that a lot of people raised their hands saying this is their first time at CHOP. So we've been in this big dialogue for over a year now, talking about what it means to be the ecclesia, right? So raise your hand if you've never heard that word before. That's okay. That's okay. All right. So we get this out of Matthew 16. I'm going to read it real quick. This is going to be a quick recap, because I want to talk to you about how I've interacted with this and uh, how we can move towards being intentional. Does that make sense? All right. So I'm actually going to Matthew 16, starting at verse 13, and I'm going to read and then explain it, okay? So starting at verse 13. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are, turn the page, Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church, ecclesia. That's what that word means. On on this rock, I will build my ecclesia and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Okay, I'll stop right there. So the word ecclesia is translated as church, but it means something different than church. Okay, so when you look at the original language, it means ruling assembly, right? So it's more of a government term. It was a secular term. It wasn't a religious term. So when you first read that passage in the Bible, you imagine churches, but that's not what Jesus was saying, right? He was more saying, building my kingdom, building my government, right? And the disciples knew what that meant, okay? So we've been visiting this and dancing around it and processing it together for over a year now, okay? So I want to continue the dialogue today, tell you a little bit about how I processed it and a little bit about my journey with this, the play within the play, all right? And... I would like to encourage you to take some extra steps towards this, even though most of you in here probably have already done that. Does that sound good? Okay. So, um, we are t- in the Ecclesia, that was in Matthew 16, right? Jesus introduces the Ecclesia, right? So, he introduces the Ecclesia. Everybody say introduction. All right. When Jesus died on the cross, so in his death, burial, and resurrection, he rose on the third day, he purchases the Ecclesia, Right? So that's when he made it legal, and he, he actually did what he came on earth to do, right? In Matthew 28, he commissions the ecclesia, the Great Commission, right? So he introduced it, he purchased it, he commissions it, and then he tells them to wait, and in Acts 2, he empowers the ecclesia. Everybody say empowers, all right? So he introduces it, he purchases it, he commissions it, 
empowers it. And then in the book of Acts, we get to see the ecclesia function in full force, right? And we see them grow exponentially in this crazy culture that we're like looking at going, oh my goodness, we want to see that. We want to see that kind of revival here. Like thousands of people come to Christ in one day. I want to see that here, right? Right? Can you guys, you guys are getting this picture, right? So I'm looking at this. So what about me? I'm going to bring this back to me now because it's all about me. Just kidding. It's not. But anyways, I'm bringing this back, all right? So I'm looking at it. Jesus went through that process with his followers and his disciples. So I have also, me, I've been introduced to the ecclesia. I have knowledge that God, Jesus purchased the ecclesia. I know my mission. I know he's empowered me. So what's next, right? Well, if we follow that formula, it's action, right? So, but that's not super easy, but like, you know, what's the action? That can be anything, you know? Um, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as is in heaven. Living a great commission lifestyle. We can think of, you know, a lot of verses to say what is next. But, um, and I think it looks a little bit different for everybody, but I want to just encourage you that we're not going to do this on accident, right? I don't remember who, what quote this is from. Like, I'm, sh- I'm, totally, I'm totally stealing somebody's quote, but somebody, somebody once told me, uh, you don't get a good prayer life on accident, right? But that goes with everything in life, right? Maybe, uh, anyways, so that might have been Pastor Greg or something. I don't know. Maybe Pastor Gina. Anyways, I stole it from someone. So, uh... Um, in Matthew 16, and I want to talk, so we can't do this on accident, and I want to also give you another challenging verse in Matthew 16. If you guys can turn your Bibles to Matthew 16, I have my digital Bible, this is my Kindle. Um, uh, so, yeah, digital Bibles are awesome. Uh, where does it go? Where did it go? Okay, so starting at verse 24, so not, af- not long after he introduces the ecclesia, On verse 24, he says, if anyone would come after me, which is what we're doing, right? If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Matthew 16, 24 to 25, right? So um, I kind of want to explore a little bit because this is all the teachings of Jesus when you look at like the gospels and throughout all the teachings of Jesus, that is the foundation of what the, the disciples got before Jesus left them, right? So when you look at what Jesus said before he introduced the ecclesia, after, before, before he commissioned us and left and all of that, that is the backbone of how the disciples learned how to operate kingdom-mindedly. Does that make sense? So when you look at like the parables of Jesus, the, te- the teachings of Jesus. I don't know if you guys remember Pastor Greg's past two or three sermons talking about discipling nations, but like Jesus calling his disciples, that's like the initial bapto, that's the first one, yeah. And then the baptizo is like Jesus taking everywhere he goes. He takes them everywhere he goes, and they get to absorb all of his teachings, and they get one-on-one time with him, right? So that's like a backbone of the ecclesia. So one of the things Jesus tells his disciples not long after introducing the concept of ecclesia, he says, oh, by the way, uh, if you want to gain your life, you're going to have to lose your life. Take up your cross and follow me. So they're like, what? You know, everybody say, what? All right, good. You guys are good at following instructions. Cool. Um, 
So I want to look at what that means, though, what it, what it means to deny yourself. Because some people take it to an extreme and think it means I must live a life of poverty and misery. I don't think that's what Jesus wants for us, right? I don't think that's a biblical approach. Um, I think we need to stay humble, but I think embracing a life of poverty, a life of poverty is not what Jesus wants, right? Um, or embracing a boring lifestyle. So I want to, a little verse I want to throw at you here on in Hebrews 12, 2, talking about the cross. It says, uh, Jesus looking, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God, right? So Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured ridiculous things, right? Like the cross, like that's crazy torture, but he did it for the joy of it, right? So it's not like when we say, take up my cross and follow Jesus, I am not calling all of you to um, repent of your fun lives. No, that's not what we're doing, right? But what I am saying is we need to be intentional and do what Jesus says, even if we don't want to, because I don't think Jesus really wanted to go through the pain of the cross, but he did it for the joy set before him right? Does that make sense? So I might not want to step out of my comfort zone and tell someone about Jesus, but I know that for the joy set before me, I should do that, right? Does that make sense? So turning my page here, um, when I look at the cross, I look at, I see the obedience of Jesus, right? So for me, the cross means the submission to the Father's will. Does that make sense? So if we look at the Great Commission again, one of the things we've learned a lot with the Ecclesia teaching, it they mentioned it in Ed Silvosa's book, PG's mentioned it before, is one way we tra can translate, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, one way that can be translated is, as you go, make disciples of all nations, right? So like saying, as you go, that speaks of your everyday life. Right. Can everybody say every day? Every day. Ooh, that sounds cool. Everybody, every day. Everybody say everybody, every day. Okay. Cool. Sorry. It's just fun hearing you guys talk like that. Um, so, but as you go, when I first heard that, I got all excited because I was like, I don't got to do a ton of extra stuff because it's my everyday life, you know? So I just get to keep doing what I'm doing. And as I go, I'll make disciples. But I actually left out a few a few um, important pieces to that puzzle, which is I actually got to change something if I'm going to disciple nations as I go throughout my life. Does that make sense? I actually have to shift the way I live my life if I'm going to do that. Okay? So that's one of the paradigms we want to see shifted when we transition from a church culture to an ecclesia culture. Right? Amen. The paradigm goes from from just doing church and doing church activities to being the ecclesia 24-7, right? Does that make sense? So, so here's my journey, right? Um, I see this, and I'm like, yeah, you know, this is cool. I want to do this, you know? And, you know, we hear about, like, ecclesia in the home, and you guys remember that? The, you know, anoint, we, so anointed our doors and, you know, put the stake down, like, my home is an ecclesia. I'm going to start praying for my neighbors, and that was super easy for me. But you know what? It was sort of like, it's sort of like buying a gym membership 
and you're really excited about having your gym membership and you have your gym membership card, but then you still go to the gym just about as often as you did before your gym membership? <laughs> have you guys ever been there before? I've been going to Planet Fitness for like three years now, yeah. saying to myself, I'm going to go like five out of seven times a week, or I'm going to do it like three times a week, or, you know, and then I just end up giving up once a, once a week, once a week, and then if I miss, well, I'll do it next week, right? So, but if, you, if I want to see results, I've seen a little bit of results for the little bit of effort I did, right? So I did, I got the membership and that type of thing, so I've probably been in the gym an average of 1.5 times per week for the three years I've had this membership, right? So, and I've seen some growth, not bad growth, not bad growth. I've seen some, a little bit of shrinkage, you know? <laughs> like, the stuff that I want from a gym membership, but I'm not satisfied. I don't feel like I put in three years worth, three years worth of work. Does that make sense? So I don't feel like I put in three years worth of work, right? So this is kind of, it's funny too, because I'm just like now getting more, more into the gym. I have one of my good friends, Andrew, helping me out with some uh, personal training and things like that. So he's kind of being an accountability for me. So now I'm like, I'm like, this is hard. I don't want to do this. I'm sore. Like when they gave me a choice of using this microphone, I paused because I don't know if I want to hold the microphone up the whole time because my biceps are sore, okay? Like, I'm being real. I'm being transparent, okay? So, but I want to look at how this, what this has to do with our Christian life is it's really easy to sign up. I'm, my home is an ecclesia. I'm going to anoint my doors. But still, when I pass my neighbors, I don't feel like talking to them because I'm tired from work, right? That's, like, I did that. And, like, it's weird, too, because our a bunch of our neighbors are starting to move out, and I'm like, oh, I wanted to talk to you, and now you're gone, right? <laughs> but, um, but, like, I want to talk about the intentionality of being the ecclesia, right? So, as you go is actually a harder challenge than not. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, that's easy, as I, as I go, you know? But it's actually easier for my brain to be like, I'm going to evangelize this part of the week, and I'll just, you know, get a couple conversations in so I feel good, and then I'll just, you know, go through life like normal, right? That's actually easier, but that's not what Jesus has called us to do, right? And I, you know, I have a little bit of my background. I have received a good amount of training, more than the average person, I would say, a good amount of training on how to evangelize to people. Because like in my Bible college we went to, that was a part of the curriculum, is every Tuesday we would go out and evangelize for four hours, right? And it was more like three because you'd have a half an hour on the front end and back end of like debrief and briefing and stuff. So more like three hours, okay? But that's still a good amount of time to go out talking to people about Jesus. We go back, we give some testimonies, and there's always that one or two people who always lead somebody to the Lord, and you're like, come on, man. I want to lead someone to the Lord. But anyways, um, I'm not jealous or anything, but no, guys, okay, really, though, my dean, he was the dean of student ministry. He's like, it's so easy, you know? I'm like, no, but it's not that easy, but I would follow him. I followed him one time, and, like, he just walks up to these random dudes in the middle of Oakland and says, do you guys want to know Jesus? And they said yes, and I'm like, it's not that easy. It's not that easy, okay? But anyways, um, it's just like, 
it's not fair, man. No, but anyways, but we would do, we would do our testimony time, and like, this was afternoon going into evening, so we're done with testimonies, we're all hungry, let's all go, like, we were poor, so let's all go to McDonald's, right? We'd go to McDonald's, you know, there'd be someone who's obviously needs a touch from Jesus sitting over here, these people over here, it's like, nope, it's food time, I'm done with evangelism time, I did that time, right, I'm done with that time, and now it's food time over here, it's like, it's like those trays with the separate portions, like in school, you know? I keep my peaches over here, right? It's kind of, but the transition, sorry, the transition, I'm sort of talking in circles now, but the transition we need to make is from programmed Christianity and religious Christianity into lifestyle every day as I go Christianity, right? So that's, that's actually the shift we're trying to make. So this is, this is kind of my process here is going, so now I'm like, okay, Jesus, I guess I can't just do the same thing. So this is something the Lord's been working on me with, right? Like the other day, we like, we went into, I went to Starbucks to get, get a coffee, get a coffee for Caitlin, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and uh, go home, grab Caitlin, go to work, right? Because it's like, it's more efficient that way. I get done faster. So I get done faster. I grab coffee. We live right next to Starbucks, so it's super easy, right? Go to work, right? And I'm on my way out, and I see this person, and I'm like, I know she's going to ask for money. I've seen her before, and I'm just like, I'm going to be late for work, you know? So I'm just kind of go fast. And like, when you think about it, I work at a church, guys. Do you really think, do you really think Pastor Greg is going to be like, Aaron, you're late? No, but I prayed with someone. You're late? Late? No. He's going to be like, good job praying for someone, right? Like... So anyways, so it's just, it's excuses, right? So it's me not wanting to do what the Lord wants me to do. So I've been challenging myself lately. And I've been like, as I go, so I'm trying to just listen to the Holy Spirit and when I go places, because I can't, if I talk to every single person I meet, I'm going to run out of words to say, because I, I see people all the time, right? So it's what does Jesus want me to do in the moment, okay? So I was in a store the other day, and um, I'm like awkwardly standing there because I was trying to figure something out. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to go. And I was kind of listening to the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, am I supposed to try to pray for these people? Or am I supposed to go? And I felt like the Lord would say, well, you're here, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here as you go, right? So I offered prayer and they didn't even want prayer. Well, it's funny, there's two of them. The guy was like, oh, no, man, I don't really... No, there's a lot of religions here, man, and, you know, thanks for the offer, and this lady was like, but you can always be praying, you know, that type of thing. So it was like, cool, you know, like, we blessed them, that type of thing, and yesterday I got to hang out with some of the kids with, with the Convergence Puppet team, and we went, and we, we actually got to minister at a children's ministry in Oakland, and afterwards we all went out to pizza and stuff, and um, I was in the pizza place, and I'm like, okay, it's a full day. I want to go home now. But I still felt the Lord say, well, you're here, right? Right? Like, well, you're here. So I'm like, okay. So I awkwardly go over to, it's kind of my life. I just embrace the awkwardness, you know? I lean into the awkward moments because they're going to happen regardless, you know? So I'm like, hey, guys. And they're just kind of by the salad bar doing busy work because it's not busy, you know? So they're just like stacking pizza boxes and talking. And I'm like, I know you guys are busy at work, but... 
was, I have a weird question for you. I just always, I just embrace the weirdness. I go, I have a weird question for you. Do you guys need prayer for anything? And they were like, uh, uh, no, I, I don't think so, you know. Like, they embraced the weirdness, too, so it was cool. They kind of smiled. And um, I was like, well, can we pray for you anyways? And just, you know, pray a blessing over you. And they were like, sure, why not? So I was like, come on, Ken and kids, get over here. And, and I just said a quick prayer for them, and it really blessed their day. And, you know, when, when it's that open-ended, I can pray for whatever I want. So... I got their names, so I prayed for them individually and for the pizza place and, you know, that they'd be blessed and that they'd get to know Jesus better and all that. But, like, that's still hard for me because it's not my culture yet because I haven't, I'm not done building that habit yet, right? So when you're trying to establish a new habit and a new lifestyle of ecclesia, it's actually going to be difficult until it's finally a habit again. Does that make sense? So I'm in this spot. I'm in the same exact spot with my fitness because I still don't really want to go to the gym tomorrow because it's Monday, but I'm going to, right? I'm in that same spot that I really don't want to, but if I'm going to make this a part of my personal culture and the way I live my life, if I look at it that way, then I don't have an option, right? Does that make sense? So for me, it's like, you know, I get, you know, cool teachings and I'm like, you know, Ecclesia thing, yeah, that's really cool, you know. The gates of hell can't prevail, let's, uh, let's pray for this, pray for that, bind and loose and bind and loose and bind and loose and bind and loose, it's cool, it's cool. But, but I want to I wanna get it on the inside of me, right? So like, I think that's what it looks like. Does that make sense? So my challenge, we've already given like challenges before, but I'm going to give you a different kind of challenge today, okay? We've, get, we've already given you like the sign up for this if you, want to be in, if you want your home to be in Ecclesia. We've already done that. We've already talked about it. And some of you might be like, are you going to stop talking about it yet? And like, no, we're not, okay? Because this is cool. All right. And then we have Transformer World Conference coming up. We're going to keep talking about it. And then next week we have Pastor Brian, and then we got Ken Gott. We got Gott, guys, okay? So um, it's exciting stuff, okay? Sorry, I've been waiting. I've been wanting to put in the Gott Gott pun all day, and I, and I finally figured out how to do it. All right. Um, sorry, I threw myself off, guys. Um, but the challenge I want to give to you guys today is how can you... Point yourself and say, me, say, me. How can you be intentional today? <gasps> today? My day is already half over. I know, I know, all right? I went to church. I did my Jesus stuff today. I know, all right? I know. I already talked to people today. I know. Calm down, calm down. Some of you just need to do this for a second. Calm down, okay? But how can you be intentional today? So whether it's like you have, you have some options, okay? Point yourself say, I got options, okay? Like, after church, if you go out to eat, you can bless and pray for whoever is serving you, right? Or if you go home and you have neighbors, you can purposefully hang outside a few extra minutes, you know, to get into a conversation. If you go shopping, you know, your favorite fidget spinner kiosk guy, you know, <laughs> be like, hey, man, you know, Jesus will make your head spin. No, just kidding. Don't, don't say that. But... <laughs> But, you know, 
don't come off as too weird. We want the gospel to be attractive. Just kidding. Um, no, but um, I want to challenge you. How, how do I do this today? All right? And I can't, I mean, I can't really assign like, okay, Jordan, you're going to do this. Kenny, you're going to do that. You know, I'm not going to do that because that would take too long for all of you in this room, A. And B, it looks different for all of you because all of you have a different sphere of influence, right? Like for me, all the Starbucks baristas that call me Eric, that's part of my sphere of influence, whether they know my real name or not, okay? That's a part. Sorry. I'm being real today, guys. I'm being real. Okay. Um, so, um, anyways, my challenge to you is how can I be intentional today, right? So if you're a kid and you, and you did the sign me up card thing and you made something, can you put it up? I want to see. I need at least one kid to actually do that. Yeah? Let me see. Let me see. Okay. This is fun. Haha. Just, just hold it in the air and I'm going to grab it. Oh, holding it in the air. Ooh, what is this? It's like a box with wings, kind of a crown, and a button, and what's, this, what's, that, what's the real name for it? It's a star. He holds a star in here, people. Okay, this is cool. You guys see how cool this is? Yeah, all right. I'm going to let you keep it, though, because, okay. Well, who else did one? Who else did one? Let me see. You did one? Oh, you drew something. Let me see it. Let me see it. Is that you? She's walking her dog, and it's raining. It's really cool. Very cool. All right. Now, who else has one? I'm going to take three or four more. I don't know. Let me see. A huge collage of awesomeness. So there's a robot. There's the words pizzazz. uh, (laughs) Balloons. Cool, dude. A pig that says, I'm a pig. That's awesome. Very cool. All right. What do we have over here? We have... uh, so now, guys, we have a cool airplane. Uh, I can't. Oh, it's a dragonfly, so it won't fly if I throw it. It's an obese dragonfly, he said. <laughs> All right. So, very cool. All right. What's this? Ooh, what's this? Butterfly? What? Like, wait. Butter as in, like, what you put on toast? Or, yeah? Okay. He said it's a butterfly. Okay. Cool. I'm going to take one more because it's over here. Sorry, I'm throwing stuff now. Is this an airplane or what is it? You just folded stuff and made it happen. Cool. All right. I like it. I'm going to give this back to you, but I'm going to keep it for a second, okay? Cool. All right. I didn't pick anyone on that side. Was there any on that side? I said like five more, but in the back. Oh, in the back. I was just back there, sort of. Okay. Okay, I'll, t- I'll look at this. What do you make? A weird folding thing with pictures on it. On when you unfold it. Weird patterns, and then across this says Jesus on it. That's very cool. Awesome. What's that? Can I see it? Ooh. More patterns, and then the J. Is the J for Jesus, or is it for a guy named Juan? It's for Jesus? Okay. A J for Jesus. Cool. All right. So, check this out, guys. I'm going to take in. That was Desmond back there with his weird folded thing. All right? That's what he said it was. So, that's what I'm calling it. So, we have... The reason I had the kids do that was, A, because it's fun, but... B, I'm talking to you about today, the whole message was about how I've interacted with the Ecclesia message and how I'm processing it. And sometimes I'm a slow processor, so even though we've been discussing this for over a year now, I'm still figuring out what this, I'm still being pickled, okay? 
for lack of a better term. It's, I'm still making that change on the inside. So if you look at those S SMU cards that I told the kids they could take just this once only, and I told them to make something out of it, I want you to just look at the Ecclesia message and what are you going to do with it? Does that make sense? I want you to think to yourself, how does it, this is kind of a, you've heard a three-point sermon, this is a one-point sermon. What are you going to do with it? Okay? What are you going to do with what the Lord has given you, right? Because there's a lot of cultures of Christians in the past that didn't know about the whole Ecclesia translation thing. So they did their best, right? And their best was actually awesome. There's been revivals, all that stuff. But we have this message. We have Jesus, and Jesus is challenging us and calling us higher, right? So... Point yourself and say, what would I do? So, what would you do? What do you need to do to really steward this word and change up your lifestyle for Jesus? Does that sound good? Cool. So, that being said, I gave you, I gave you that, uh, that challenge for yourself. Now, I want to do a couple other things. I was hoping it have some extra time, and I do, because I wanna, I wanna also be the ecclesia together, since this is an ecclesia gathering. Last week, I don't, I don't know how much we counted, but we had a lot of healings last week, right? We had a lot of healings last week. I wasn't in the room even. I was in kids' church, and that was a lot of fun. But there's a lot of healings last week, and even I just thought of it earlier today as we're doing communion. I look over, and Caitlin and Gabs are standing next to each other with communion bread. One year ago, they were, both gluten, they were both allergic to gluten. And now they're standing together eating gluten-filled gluten, gluten -filled communion bread, okay? So, like, um, but there was, like, some crazy healing that happened last week. And I feel like the ecclesia is gathered. Let's, let's do some more, all right? Let's do it again, all right? So, what I want to do is... Oh, also, the other thing with Ecclesia, I'm going to preface it with this too, is the division between people up here and the people down there dissipates with the Ecclesia lifestyle because we're all supernatural ministers, right? So, um, the stage is only for me, you to be able to see me. It doesn't mean like I'm better than you, okay? Um, there's some spiritual giants in this room. So, that being said, if you have, when I say go, so I don't want to confuse people and then have you look into different places. When I say go, if you need prayer for something, a physical healing or just anything you can think of, I want you to raise your hand. If you have the ability to stand, then stand. If not, just raise your hand and get people's attention. And then for those of you who don't raise your hand, I want you to look around and get with somebody who has their hand up and we're going to pray for them and we're going to pray total healing over those people and we're going to see God do some things today because we are the Ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. And we will pray, his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? Does that make sense? So when I say, when I say the magic words, you know what to do now, right? All right, three, two, one, go. Raise your hand if you have something you need healing of. All right, everyone else, you get to look around and lay your hand on a shoulder if they let you. And we're just going to pray healing over these people, and I'm going to say just a corporate prayer because it feels like the right thing to do, and we're just going to chase after healing for the next two minutes-ish.
Dear Jesus, I just pray complete healing over every hand that's raised. Everybody who has some sort of physical issue, physical condition right now, we pray complete and total healing right now. I thank you that you purchased that on the cross. I thank you for what you're doing. Holy Spirit, just release miracles today and let it be done. So be it. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Guys, keep going for it. Keep praying. Also, uh, I was just told somebody had a word of knowledge that God wants to heal DNA-related issues. All right? So I don't, I'm not medical enough to know what that means. But if you have an issue with that, maybe you forgot about it so you didn't raise your hand. Raise your hand and get it because that's one of the many things Jesus wants to heal right now. Okay? anybody who's done praying is that do we have any like confirmations like go ahead and test it if you can test it yeah what what was it yell it soreness is gone in jesus name that's so good muscle ache oh yeah muscle ache yeah okay so like long-term soreness good muscle ache that's amazing guys you know so many people think that's impossible today but it just happened all right so if we have any other, like, like guys, go ahead and just test it out. Test it out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Huh? Uh, another word of knowledge. Anybody with a right elbow issue? Right elbow issue? Raise your other elbow high. Um, we want to go after that because there's another word of knowledge, and we feel like God is pinpointing you. Kind of. Hey, it counts. If it hurts a little bit, we can get rid of it a lot, right? All right. Cool. All right. Awesome. It's so good, guys. We're going to keep chasing after this. So here's how we're going to end today. All right? 
I would like the prayer ministry team to go ahead and come forward as I'm talking. And uh, for those of you who are still praying, keep going after that. If you need prayer for other things uh, in particular, you can come up to the prayer ministry. Also, this prayer ministry team is fully equipped. If you don't know Jesus yet and haven't decided to follow him, you should do that. Because Christianity is amazing and it's fun and it's totally for you. Okay? So... Um, I'm just going to end. I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to give kind of a dismissal prayer, but I want to keep chasing after what we're doing here, right? I, think, I feel like this is the perfect way to end an ecclesia meeting is being the ecclesia and storming these gates. That makes sense? So I'm just going to pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you for the healings we've seen. We just pray complete wellness and fullness right now, this very moment in Jesus' name. You are so good, Jesus. You are so awesome. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for your patience. I ask you to touch us and let us all take the word to heart, Lord. We thank you, God. Hmm. You're so good. Hmm. I just felt the Lord drop in me right now that there's some of you, even though I've said it twice, there's some of you in here who still don't know that you're a minister, Okay. So if you're hearing that and you're still questioning it, I'm telling you right now, if you can hear my voice, you are a minister. Jesus has called you and set you apart. So you are free to walk into that identity. We thank you, Jesus. You're so good, God. All right. We love you, Lord. All right. All right. All right, we have another, looks like another healing right here. Amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Another one right there. What? All right. If you get healed, you need to tell like at least three or four people so we can get these testimonies written down. Cool. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. Hmm. And one last thing before I say my final amen is I felt like Jesus wants to just coat this place in his joy. So Holy Spirit, just release that over this group of people. Everybody who can and cannot hear my voice, God, just cover us in your joy, God, that we will live this abundant life. I declare a depression lift right now in Jesus' name. All issues of the brain gone in Jesus' name. And God, just fill us with your peace and your joy right now. We thank you, Jesus, and I thank you for this amazing ecclesia. I thank you for this amazing day. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the joy set before us, that you've set before us. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.